Is there not an entire section on this subject? No, yes, I may have changed my mind in the meantime on that, so it's unfair. I may have, I may have changed my mind about Mithra, for example. Is, is, your, is your book for sale about it? Yes, what have you ever asked God for forgiveness? <laughs> I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me. Hey, what's up, fam? Welcome to episode 10 of Let Me Tell You. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm. So, uh, it is um, June 3rd. 2019 and we have just begun with pride month so um figure we're gonna have to talk about it it's it's out there it's going on so pride month is june of every year um has been for the last few years which means that uh probably somewhere in your town today or yesterday there was probably a parade with a lot of people um, inappropriately dressed um, where people took their kids to see this. Um, I watched part of our the Salt Lake City. Go figure. The Salt Lake City Pride Parade, right? Apparently it went on for like an hour. I only watched maybe 10 minutes, if even that long. Of the uh, of a video of the parade going by, um, horrified that people actually had their kids out there, little kids out there, and the first little bit of it, it wasn't, you know, wasn't. I mean, it was horrible that this parade is even happening. But after about the first three minutes, is when you started seeing tons of gay people or transgender or whatever uh, literally in nothing but g-strings and skimpy underwear and so on so and people are taking their kids to this and it's you know it I'm, I'm even at a loss for words I mean here I am this is supposed to be talking about this and I can't even formulate a thought um, because it's so crazy that this is happening um, it's been pretty encouraging uh, I haven't actually done it yet but a lot of the Christians that I know guys involved in CHH and so on are taking uh, of course Facebook has the pride background for your your posts if you put them up there and so a lot of guys are posting scriptures uh, in reference to um, what the rainbow actually is. Uh, God's sign that he will no longer, he will not destroy the earth by water again. It was a covenant that he made with Noah um, that he would not use water to destroy the earth again. But he does say that the next time he's, it's going to be with fire. And so, but this is, a, it's a covenant of God's patience. It's truly what it is. And, and God is showing his patience in allowing uh, these people to continue to do what they do. 
Um, you know, and not to, I mean, here's the thing. We don't, we don't stand in condemnation over our LGBT neighbor. We want to call them to repentance. Uh, they are condemned already. The, the Bible says it makes it very clear. John three eighteen. those who do not believe are condemned already. Those who reject the gospel and, 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 Essentially, I mean, what these people are doing in this parade today, they're essentially thumbing their nose at, at Christ and his teachings. Um, and so they are condemned already, but we want to call them to repentance. Uh, the reason why there's no longer capital punishment for homosexuality is because Christ paid the penalty on the cross. And now we want to see these people called to repentance, come and to repent of their sin and put their faith and their trust in Christ um, and be forgiven and be delivered. It, we're not, it's not about us trying to um, convert them to from gay to straight. You know, the, it's not about any kind of conversion therapy or anything like that. Uh, we want to see them saved. And then the Holy Spirit, then when they are truly saved, the Holy Spirit will do the rest. Um, will draw them away from their sin. Will help them to resist their sin. It's the same way with the Holy Spirit and any other heterosexual. You know, you can convert a gay person to being straight and they can still yet be sinful and be condemned in the eyes of God because of their sin. There needs to be repentance. There need to be needs to be forgiveness, and there needs to be regeneration, which is what the Holy Spirit does when they repent, and He will begin to change their desires. God will give them new desires, uh, whether that's uh, celibacy or an actual change of, of sexuality and we see that in, in a lot of different places there are a lot of uh, Christians who have uh, suffered through same sex attraction and now live a repentant life of celibacy because they still that's their, their inclination towards that sin and yet they um they resist that sin uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power of the regenerate heart that the Spirit gives them when they repent and put their trust in Christ. Others have completely turned and become heterosexual and gotten married and had families and so on. So repentance is going to result in one of those two things. And we want to call them to repentance. It's, it's not a, simply about condemnation because, again, we know scripturally that they are already condemned. We need to, we need to preach the gospel to them. So, again, we get, we get lumped in with the Westboro Baptist Church and, and those who are, are not truly Christian. The Westboro Baptist cult is not a Christian church. They are um, very legalistic, very uh, hypocritical um, and they're just not Christ-like. They're, they're not in any way, they're not calling these people to, to repentance. They're out there condemning them. And Jesus says that's not our place. Our place is to call them to repentance. Our place is to preach the gospel. And 
and hope and pray that they will come to know uh, Christ and be saved. So uh, as we head into this month, I just encourage everybody to really, uh, whether it's posting verses or anything, but continue to, to call our LGBT neighbors to repentance uh, and hope that the Holy Spirit will use us to, to see these people come to Christ and be saved. So leading from that, um, Donald Trump also got into the swing of things and he put out a, a tweet the other day um, celebrating LGBT Pride Month. And as you can read, as we celebrate LGBT Pride Month and recognize the outstanding contributions LGBT people have made to our great nation, let us also stand in solidarity with the many LGBT people who live in dozens of countries worldwide that punish, imprison, or even execute individuals on the basis of their sexual orientation. My administration has launched a global campaign to decriminalize homosexuality and invite all nations to join us in this effort. So, the, here's the, again, we come back to this. I am always about <clears throat> consistency in our worldview. That is, that's that's going to be the mantra that I continue to, to give. It's the, the drum I'm going to march to is consistent worldview, consistent worldview. A while back when Obama recognized June as LGBT Pride Month, Christians lost their minds, and rightfully so. I, th- I think that's the, the appropriate response to giving an entire month to celebrate sin. We should be righteously angry. We should be calling people to repentance. We should be um, informing our, our nation that this is not what uh, we sh- where the direction we should be going as a nation. History has shown that as nations go this direction, those nations tend to fall. And we've seen it, we've seen it throughout the history of the world. That as nations become more and more liberal in their ideology, they fall. So, I have no problem with the people who were right, righteously angry with Obama when he... Uh, instituted um, June as LGBT Pride Month. But those same people are now excusing this president for, because he's the, the Republican guy, he's the Christian guy. Again, we come to the conclusion by looking at this that, that Donald Trump has not, just as it says in the, the intro to the, the podcast, He's not repented of his sin. He's not put that down and, and, and laid that down at the foot of the cross and let his himself be regenerate. He's never asked for forgiveness, and he continues to play both sides of the field on this. And, and he's not gaining any friends in this. As I'm looking through my timeline and so on, all the LGBT people I know are, are calling this... Um, disingenuous, uh, not real, contrived. Those are some of the words that I'm, I'm seeing describing this. So 
he's not gaining any friends on the left by posting this and he should be receiving condemnation from those on well not receiving condemnation critique let's use that word because again we're not about condemning we're about calling to repent but he should be called to repent of this he should be critiqued of this he should be told mr president this is not the direction that our country should be going. You were elected because you were the conservative guy. You were going to give us conservative judges. You were going to be this this champion for Christian rights and religious freedom. And then you go and do this. This is, this is as Ben Shapiro had, good Trump, bad Trump. This is bad Trump. This is not good Trump. Again, I, I don't know that, that we need to have that I agree with nations that are executing people because of their, their homosexuality. Because again, we live in a time under a covenant that Christ has carried the penalty for sin to the cross and made that available to all who will repent and put their trust in him. And so we don't know if any of these people who are LGBT are, are part of the elect and if countries are executing them, obviously they're not unless they repent at the last moment. But understanding the doctrine of election uh but we should be calling them to repentance we should not be i don't know that we want to encourage com countries and maybe somebody's going to come and correctly correct me but i don't know that we want to be encouraging countries I, I don't have a problem with criminalizing it and giving some kind of penalty towards it but i, I don't know that it warrants execution unless it's you know rape or child molestation or, or something to that effect. I don't think consensual sinful uh, relationships between adults, short of murder, rape, and so on, should be uh, capital crimes. Yeah, I don't think that somebody who steals that we we execute them. I don't think somebody who um, lies or, or any number of those things that, that they should be executed. I think we call them to repentance. We apply right uh, laws and, and so on and, and let uh, civil justice handle those issues. But I, I don't know that I would agree with execution for many of them. And I don't think I agree with execution for homosexuality unless, of course, as I just said, rape child uh, pedophilia and rape um, so that's my opinion I'm sure there are a lot of people who are going to come and say no that's not right we should be and either way um, so if he if he is pushing for decriminalization okay I don't know that I agree with decriminalization but uh, removing execution from the punishment I, I'm, I'm okay with but Again, here we have this president that is supposed to be this this bastion of conservatism. Conservatism, uh, say that there are three times really fast, but he really hasn't been that. Um, he's had moments, and again, if we're going to be consistent in our worldview, the things that we were angry with Obama about, we should be angry when Trump does them. Things that we would laud Trump for, we should have lauded. Obama when he did the same thing we should have it shouldn't as a Christian 
And again, we are talking from a Christian worldview. I don't expect anything less from the world than to have a confused worldview because they have nowhere to plant their feet. But as a Christian, when we plant our feet firmly upon the Word of God, then we could have consistency in our worldview and we should treat every Democrat president the same way we treat a Republican president and they should be held to the same standard and they should be prayed for. Um, that was another thing. And so and today apparently was the National Day of Prayer for President Trump. I don't know who decided this was a thing, but it was a thing. Every day should be a prayer a day of prayer for our president um, and other leaders in our country. And it's been something that I've prayed for consistently, I hope, um, for years. I think the guys that I've been meeting with and praying with on Wednesdays for, I think we're going well over four years now. Um yeah, way over four years, maybe five years of, of praying with the same guys um, every Wednesday morning, I'm sure they would tell you that I maintain a consistent level of prayer for our president, whether it's Obama or Trump, um, and my prayers are the same. I pray for wisdom. I, they need it to lead this country. I pray for, for God's guidance for them. But ultimately, I pray for their salvation. I pray that they will hear the gospel and be saved. And that's my prayer for Trump. It was my prayer for Obama. It was my prayer for, for Hillary Clinton. It's my prayer for every candidate on the Democrat side right now. Every Republican senator and leader in our nation, my prayer for them is that they would be saved and that they would be wise and that God would guide them in the leading and in the administration and leading our country. And so that should be a consistent thing. And yet here we got Trump showed up at, at I'm assuming it's David Platt's church. Um, is it Platt or Pratt? No, I don't remember. P something ATT. <laughs> David um, Platt. I'm pretty sure it's Platt. Um, so Trump was at his church today. And now here's, here's good Trump. He showed up. He didn't make any statements or anything like that, which is really smart because dude isn't saved. We don't need another two Corinthians. Um, so he showed up, obviously, by the picture, very respectful. He was there. He prayed, and this was also prayer for the 12 people who were, were killed in um, yet another mass shooting. Uh, a disgruntled worker, co-worker, went in and, and killed 12 people this last week. Um, so he's there to pray for them. Also to just, and then David goes and prays for him and he prayed for um, wisdom and so on. I don't know that there was a call to repentance in that prayer. I haven't heard it. I just read a little bit about it. But that's what needs to be there. There needs to be a call to repentance as we pray for this president. Um, but again, it's a, it's a picture of Trump playing both sides of the field. He's tweeting out for the LGBT community, trying to garner favor with them. And then he's showing up in a church to pray for rightly. So, <laughs> um, people who were killed in a tragedy, uh, and then receive prayer. And so, and apparently, you know, he made, again, made no statements, mouthed the words, thank you, as he walked back off the stage. So, 
here again, here's something that our president is doing that I'm I'm behind. I have no problem with him coming to a church and even being called up onto the the, the dais and, and prayed for. Uh, it's something we should be doing, and it's something we should all be doing. You know, I've, I've seen tons of comments as people were talking about praying for the president and so on. Um, people were like, well, did you pray the same way for Obama? As Christians, we should legitimately be able to say yes. That when, when we are asked, we should honestly, with all integrity, be able to say yes. While Obama was in office, I did pray for him with the same frequency and attitude and um, desire to see him saved as I do for Donald Trump, as I will for the next president, as I did for George Bush. Um, can't say I really prayed for a lot of the presidents before that because I wasn't saved. Um, I think I was got saved right at the tail end of Clinton's um, terms. So um, can't say I prayed a whole lot for Clinton, but I've been praying for presidents ever since I got saved. And that's something that God has always impressed on me. And I pray for all the leaders and my local leaders and my um, state leaders and the national senators, Congress, Rep House of Representatives, and so on, right up to the president. And that should be our attitude as Christians. You know, we shouldn't have to have a you know national week or day or whatever of prayer for the president. You know, I mean, if you want to call people and and do church services and do, okay, I don't know that I want to have a. An entire service dedicated to why we pray for the president or anything like that, which I'm sure there were sermons today that dealt strictly with that, talking about Trump. That's why I like being in a church where expository preaching is um, valued very highly. Uh, rarely do we deviate from a book of the Bible that we are preaching through, um, and today was no different. We were still in in First uh, Peter and maintained our our trajectory of where we were going um i don't think the president was mentioned at all and honestly i don't know if there was any prayer for him i'm pretty sure there was not but that's not our focus on a sunday morning um i know that there are plenty of people in the church who are praying for the president on a regular basis and uh but to dedicate an entire sunday to that and then to see different churches doing whatever they did, focusing on Trump throughout their morning, I, I just don't agree with that. But I do absolutely um, encourage everyone here who is listening to pray for the president, to pray for um, the leaders, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, and you know all the people that we consider on the other side we still need to be praying for them and ultimately we need to be praying for their salvation we need to be praying for these people to be saved um and that's going to change the direction and the trajectory of the of the country of the nation is only going to happen when we see these people presidents and congressmen and <laughs> i've been fighting that yawn for 23 minutes and representatives and so on we need to be praying for them praying for wisdom praying for guidance and praying for salvation because ultimately that that salvation is going to be what changes everything so 
again, my encouragement to you in that is to keep praying for them. And then also keep praying that abortion will end. We're seeing some amazing things happening in different states around the country. Um, a lot of it is incrementalism. But like I said, I'll take it. And that's probably the second least popular uh, opinion I've expressed today. Um, but I will take what I can get as long as it's saving more and more lives with the ultimate goal of being abolition. Um to completely abolish abortion in this nation, to criminalize it, to end it. But I will take the, the little steps that we can get, heartbeat bills and so on, to um, ultimately get to a place where abortion does not happen anymore. Um, we're seeing, I want to say it's Missouri, uh, the last abortion clinic in that state looks to be closing down. So, I mean, those are good things. And, and I mentioned this because, again, I've got my abortion counter up here. And you'll notice in the time it's taken us to do this video worldwide, almost 2,000 children have been murdered. And again, that's only going to change as we continue to pray. Excuse me. Go out to abortion meals. Go out and do sidewalk ministry. Pray preach the gospel that is that is the biggest thing that needs to be done as for pride events for abortion for all of these things that are going to be going on this next month we're going to have tons of opportunity for christians to go out and share the gospel with those who need to hear it whether that's at abortion mills whether that's at pride events whatever um I mean, just going out, I, we have 25th Street here in, in Ogden that is, is lined with bars and restaurants, and there's no smoking in any of them. So people have to come outside and stand on the street to smoke. And so, like, sorry, I'm trying to fight off another yawn. Um, so my idea, and I have not done it yet, to my shame, um, I've gone down on during the day on some weekends and stuff like that but i intend and i'm i fully i want to um i just have not and i need you know those of you listening and watching should probably hold me accountable to the fact that i want to go out on a friday night or a saturday night and go stand and preach on those streets on 25th street you've got either a captive audience because they're so uh desiring to have that cigarette that they will stand and listen or at least hear for the three to four minutes that it takes to smoke a cigarette or they're going to crush that cigarette out and go back inside and either way we've done them a favor um, as a former smoker I'm probably really bad when it comes to that but I want I would love to see people quit smoking and stop killing themselves in that way but again, they probably just went back inside to a big old greasy hamburger that's not any more healthy for them than the cigarette was. So, uh, I digress. So, keep praying. Uh, keep going out, finding opportunities to do these things to, uh, to bring glory to God through the preaching of His gospel. And that's the only way we're going to see any of this change, is regenerate hearts regenerate hearts and repentant 
and, and repentant people is going to bring an end to abortion. Regenerate hearts and repentant people is going to bring an end to pride events and uh, open rebellion against God's law. And it's only going to come as we are willing to go out and always, always be willing to go and preach the gospel at all times and use words because they're necessary. So keep praying. 2,106 abortions in the time that it took to do this video and counting. So again, keep preaching the gospel, guys. Use words. They're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.